0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Richard Listens Show. Today, I am proud to bring you a hero in the film Field of Holistic Health, and um, I'm fired by her story. She is um, in the unique position of uh, being at the center of health and healing, biomechanics, uh, in, in helping her own her own healing process, uh, her husband overcoming um, uh, severe injuries and nerve damage, which she will tell us about. Alexis uh, overcame cancer, leukemia at an early age of six years old, uh, and by the age of 12 had officially beaten cancer. Her journey into helping athletes, into helping um, executives, with their health and healing has continued today. She helps professionals um, with neuroemotional technique, wellness coaching, personal training, facial stretch therapy, time massage, sports psychology, and more. And as such has been brought in by professional clients in the National Football League, uh, National Hockey League, as well as across a variety of other peak performance sports. Bringing to you today, Miss Alexis Lusack who is um, IG Handle is I Fix Athletes, who works with peak performers in the National Hockey League, uh, NFL players, and stars from across the league. Uh, she is a survivor. She has overcome leukemia herself. She's helped her husband, her husband, through a severe, life-altering surgery in which he was given prognosis, perhaps not to be able to function uh, even with maximum ability to walk. Again, her capability, she will share her story with us, her personal journey, professional journey, story of resilience, strength, and being a resource trained in multiple modalities of healing and health. You can check me out, Richard Listens, on Instagram and patreon.com slash Listens to get advanced looks at our uh, shows and content. Without further ado. My guest today, Miss Alexis Lusek. It's it's a pleasure to finally get to meet you, uh, Alexis, dear friend of uh, Allison and Daniel Rodberg from the Healing Pharmacy. Um, you know, amazing journey how I came to know them, and and uh, every week I get an update from you know I saw Alexis, and and, oh, and Alexis God. is traveling to this country or this city.
1: I know. I know. It's so funny. Um, I was Daniel and Allison had made their truck to Atlanta. And I was in Atlanta. And I thought, Oh, gosh, it'd be so great to be able to see them. Of course, it did not work out. um, But just to see all of the work that he's doing on that farm right now. Isn't he right at home? (laughs)
0: The
1: smile on that man's face tells it all. Right? I'm a little nervous. California is going to be getting him back. I know,
0: I know. As a, as a friend, it's like you feel so selfish. You want your friends close, but you know he moved out of here. What a great love story. Uh, to to uh, he was on the farm. and He was happy. When I mean, you know, when, you, when I guess when we get older, right? You, people are always saying like, which of my high school friends am I going to stay in contact with? And you know that I met met Daniel. Uh, you know, it's like it's scary to say, but probably about 15 years ago. And to meet someone, he was on the farm. And he was so happy, he was a farmer. not many people we know of these days in big cities that are farmers. Uh, but he was a farmer, but he was looking for his soulmate. And so he moved to Los Angeles to be with the soulmate and now bringing his two children back to the farm because of the quarantine. That's like stuff that books or movies are made out of. I know.
1: It's funny, because I was talking to Allison and she said, he is in his element. I don't think I'm gonna, if I'm gonna, I don't think I'm gonna be able to get him out of here. <laughs> <I'm> like, well. <laughs> You don't know what's meant to be. Whatever's <laughs> supposed to happen, will happen, right? That's all we can do.
0: <laughs> That's true. Well, she's a holistic teacher. I, I figure, I mean, when the quarantine's over, she can have students there and probably can do a lot of courses and classes now online. Um,
1: well, you know, here's the thing. California, If if they don't come back to California or if they have California, Georgia, Everybody needs to be, you know. There, there are so many people that need to be healed, helped, whatever, whatever the you want to word, the word you want to use. No matter where they are, they're supposed to be where where they're where they are.
0: Yeah, so, wherever you go, there you are, right? I mean, I'm in Los Angeles, and and I'm a New Yorker. I thought if there was any state, city in the U.S. that I'd be in, maybe San Francisco resembled New York, but but I mean, New York, nothing. I was like, you know, I offended everybody in college. It was like. <laughs> You're from where? What do you do in so, Jacksonville, Florida? Come on. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, believe me,
1: I say that. So, you know, as you know, I travel every day. Um, and when are I Are you in I'm Buffalo from- right now? I, I just got back to Buffalo. Um, so when I say I'm from Buffalo, they're like, Buffalo, <laughs> how are you here? How did you become there? And it's like, part of my story. I don't I don't know. I, that's just how it happened. Um, and, and people always, well, what's your favorite place? Well, I don't really have a favorite place, um, I, you know, every area has a unique, a unique spot. And so each place I go has something unique, um, whether it's food, whether it's and whatever the case may be. So you have to enjoy it all. Otherwise it, it will destroy your
0: internal being, um, so, at this stage, you're, you know, you're doing multiple sports. So does your season ever end? I mean, how no, have no, you, no. <laughs> no.
1: So the season doesn't, act, you know, for me, thank God, I love what I do. Um, because if you don't, ha- if you don't love what you do, it's very hard to do to, to spend 20, 22 hours a day doing it. Um, so I'm fortunate in the sense that it doesn't ever feel like work. Um, and, and when the guy, when your athlete, male, female, mostly I work with men now. So when I, I'm always like, well, when the guy gets it, um, but I hate to say that one, especially when I'm speaking. So Mm -hmm. when the athlete or the person that I'm working with, when they finally connect and they, and whatever the challenges that we've been working on, when they get it, it's the best moment. Because for me, it's like that proud mama bear moment in the sense that they're using their body the right way or the injury that that we've been rehabbing is finally done and the mental state can now connect to the physical component of that your body is 100% fixed mentally I no longer had that glitch where oh if I put if I you know turn the wrong way I'm gonna have this happen So there's so many components that you have to work in the body, right? Because we have our physical, emotional, mental states that are going to, each area is going to hold part of that injury, so to speak. Um, And, and so it's so, it's just, you got to love what you do. And that's why I always tell people, you know, when they say, oh, can I come train with you or this? You have to love what you do, because if you don't at the end of it, you're just going to drain yourself.
0: You're talking, about, you're talking about the athletes or, or you're talking about practitioners wanting to get into the field?
1: It, you know what? It doesn't matter. I, this goes for anybody and everybody, because if you don't like what you're doing, I've said this to athletes, you know, you have athletes that get into it because of, of money, but seven years in, they realize, I hate this. And you can tell that they hate it because their body is always injured or there's always something going on when you get to the underlying that this was their dad's their dad pushed them or mom pushed them or whatever it was but it wasn't their push you know that this is not meant for them and so then you start working on how to direct them toward what their true, like what what really are you passionate about and what really is your life's purpose and oftentimes you find that guys there, there's there's the teaching component. You know, they love the education of showing another athlete how to be an athlete, but they don't like the component of them being out on the field and 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 being in it anymore. So um, I think it goes for any any industry um, and and really for anyone because if you don't have that passion and you aren't aligned internally nothing you do is
0: ever going to be enough right um so no, the external will never be enough the you know even though initially right if you're if the success the money the I mean, you may start to then keep performing for the external so how much you know and i know you you've discovered your your why early in life and 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 I read a little bit about your, your personal journey in, in helping your husband uh, to overcome odds and, and some misinformation from the medical community. Um, you know How much of that gives you the strength to go, I mean, to be on the road in all these different, everyday, different place? Um, where do you find that, that strength?
1: So, I, honestly, I think I, the, the strength comes from the love of what I do. Um, and I always find that when I'm not in alignment with myself, you know, I'm allowing some mental glitch or emotional component, whatever the case may be to get in my way of my, my true alignment, I find the resistance on the road. Meaning I find that when I, you know, have to go catch a flight, I'm delayed or something happens. And, um, because I've. I'm so in tune with myself, and I've been doing this for such a long time um, when I see the delay, I go, Oh, that delay is for me right so um, so I understand how energy works uh, and and a lot and oftentimes I'll look at it and go, mm, okay, well, I made that that mistake again and got to get back to connecting um, but quite honestly, I think that a lot of my drive I, I'm so in, um, how do I want to say this? From, from seeing so many athletes and seeing how they've used their bodies and seeing how we have, you know, not fully fixed injuries or not fully educated athletes how to use their body, um, that gives me so much joy and energy to be able to, to meet so many people and to help them. Um, Because I think as an athlete, like when you're on that elite level, it's hot. Once you get to the top, getting to the top isn't always the hard part. It's staying at the top, right? And knowing, okay, I want to play for 13 years. Well, when a a client says, I want to play for 13 years, I literally have to look at so many components to say, okay, okay, 13 years, Okay. And we have to break it all down because I have to look at mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, every aspect to understand where that person is in their life. And do they have 13 years that they can devote to this? Right?
0: Um, I've seen you you get involved with activist part of athletes too, right? When there's a cause going on, when there's something injustice going on, you you help them make a stand.
1: I think that when, A lot with my clients, what I have found is I become almost like a trusted advisor. And oftentimes I take my athletes from the field to then the next level of life, which would be their, what we call like the CEO lifestyle. Um, Because after they're done playing football or while they're playing football, we have to then transition to after football. And for me, one of my... um, it's it's almost one of, uh, I don't want to say it's a true, but the, there's something, there's an inkling there that it, it's a driver for me. And it's helping to educate my clients for life after football. So I have found in, in doing this um, that athletes, from the time that they're four to six years old, they're... they're put into a special category. And so it's, we're going to excel you because you're an athlete and you're incredible in your sport. But then they forget all of the educational pieces of mental health, of emotional health, of just understanding life in general, right? Because they always have somebody that's done, done it for them. So by the time I meet my guys, whether they're 24, 27, whatever the case may be, I'm looking going, okay, so they were really great at the sport. There's an injury here. Now I have to understand really what the full aspect of this injury is. Because as we know, injuries are never just a physical sense. There's always something else, right? Um, and so when you start getting into that and you get, and you get into the different level of components that, that are coming into their fear of, Football, oh my gosh, I have this injury. Now what? Um, the, and, and then you have to help transition. But also, you have to be very aware of where they are mentally and emotionally, right? Because this is a glitch in their life system, meaning that they are now becoming aware of themselves and what they truly need. And so just as from a psychology standpoint, there's so much more to it because when you start, um, when you, when you, when you enter into what I call a um, very emotional connection, because you have to, it, you know, you're you basically entering a relationship, right? Yeah, and an alliance. A hundred percent. And you have to understand what that person's triggers are and how to, to get in to help them but not harm them and that's always a tricky uh, um sometimes it's a slippery slope because when you're excelling you want to go from zero to a hundred it's like yeah well guess what this time we go zero to one and then one to three and they're like well wait i don't want that so how do you
0: build that trust right i mean because these are the guys at the top of the sport they they can handpick uh, you know everybody in the locker room has their own trainer and, and and my guy will get you better quicker or right like now right the NBA every yeah. player wants to go away from the team doctor they don't trust the team doctor right I mean maybe would do course right the, they're all they they have self advocacy right but so how do you take that risk then in honoring the authenticity of your training and your relationship to say you know what we're gonna do this. It's going to take step by step, and it may take more time. Um, I think it's truthful.
1: I think that honesty is the best policy, right? So, I with my with any client, I'm a hundred percent honest and real with what I have to say. Hey, this injury sucks. Um, it's not going to be a quick fix, but here's how we're going to fix it, and and I'm very methodical. Um, in my approach and so I am vocal and and I and I love the educational aspect of it I feel if you teach them you educate you train they know what's going on and the trust it becomes a process because little you know each treatment they see the difference and they see that they're getting results mm-hmm. um so I think you you just you you have to as a therapist you have to know and trust when a relationship is going to work or not, right? So there are people, unfortunately, that I've said I can't work with you, and they're like, "Well, it's money if it's this if it's that blah, blah blah," and I'm like, "No, it's your energy. Like it's your energy." And I'm sorry, but I like me a lot, um, <laughs> and you're not like, "Yeah, I just can't work with that energy," right? And, uh, and, and, and sometimes, unfortunately that happens, but you have to be, you have to be able to own it because the moment that you don't, and you start working with an energy that is going to suck you dry, Mm. you then are damaged for everyone else. So uh, you just, for me, I can feel it, which is great. Um, But you have to know that some people you're just not meant to work with.
0: That's right. That's tremendous confidence, right, in your craft and who you are, and not trying to people-please. I know we run into that in, uh, you know, my profession as well. Um, it was really hard with this quarantine and trying to convince people that telehealth was to their benefit. They were like, "No, I'll just wait it out and I'll just yeah. bunker down and I'll see you." And I was living out when it wasn't going to be two weeks. I was like, "I think we need to find a way to stay connected." <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. And I think that this has been really hard too because, um y- you know, we're in this world right now where no one really knows what's going on, right? And um we didn't shut down completely, but we let each state kind of do its own thing in a shutdown. But then we had athletes that still had to maintain their level of professionalism their their standards and be ready to go for a season and oh by the way we had 24 hours to figure out how to make that happen for athletes so it was kind of um it was was kind of challenging
0: yeah it must be very hard on, on a lot of a lot i mean look look if you look at the seniors in college or high school that lost their seasons you look at i mean injured athletes i guess that's the greatest parallel we can make in terms of process of having to recover, figure out a new identity. But this is a recipe for injuries, isn't it? If all of a sudden the NBA says, tomorrow we're back on or three weeks.
1: So the guys that, you know, if there are guys that haven't been still actively training um, to go from stagnant to to jumping, moving, obviously we're going to see a lot of injuries, right? but mo- the ma- I will tell you that the majority of the guys have still been working out. They've all been trying to do something. So some guys don't have gyms in their homes, um, and they're on the uh, push-up challenge, <laughs> trying to, to do anything and everything you know that we can give them um, that will still allow them to be aerobically active um, and, and to keep their... Their fascial tissue, which the fascial tissue is really the, the most important tissue that we are, were talking about because there's 10 layers of that. And so when there's a disconnect somewhere, you're going to have a raveling. And when that happens, that's where injury is going to um, essentially occur. And, and so we try to always, you know, I've given all of my guys stretches and here, I need you guys to be doing this. And then they get, I think, sometimes mad at me because I every night it's like, did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it? And they're like yes, yes, yes. Actually, and I just have a guy calling me right now because it's become the program. I just did it. Okay, great, right? Um, but they know that because gonna- it's,
0: it's so not in the nature, right? It's like oh, I'm supposed to go jump, hit, make some shots, you know, swing some, swing the bat. But like stretching is like this part of the brain that hasn't been reinforced. Correct,
1: correct. Not only has that. But it's all of this where they're doing it by themselves, right? So normally they have somebody who's watching them, who's counting the reps, who's, doing, who's loading the bars. They don't have that now. And, um, and in the beginning, it was like even, train, you know, you had trainers that were like, no, we can't do this. We can't do that. Um, and I was with a client when this all happened. So I kind of got stuck with him for a little bit longer. And he was loving life because he was like, this is great. Not only, but I have all fast. Like this is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> One-on-one trainer. Yeah. All, like, all you know, your
0: trainings came under one roof.
1: <laughs> everything. I mean, he was loving life, um, and and so you know, it it was. Now that that we're seeing, we have the ability to be a little more. Um, and I want to say free. I think we're we're being cautious with how we're traveling and how we're how we're treating our players, right? um, and, and taking the extra care of making sure that we as providers are all a hundred percent healthy and that when we're going and treating our clients, we, um, are, are doing our due diligence of making sure everything
0: is, is. Yeah. I can't yeah. imagine. I mean, there's so much, so much fear out there. I'm in my my therapy office doing my podcast today. And I felt I came in here with like armor on, I was like so afraid to walk into my own office. I mean, I, so crazy though. I, I really? can't imagine. Yeah. And, and even that's before even getting contact. So I can imagine, you know, the, just this whole transition, um, in, in identifying what, you know, what's our preventative health and how do we keep checking in? Correct. So
1: I think that one, and in one sense, too, I think, a, what we put in our body is so important, right? So um, all of my guys all have meal plans, and and we all, you know, it, it's looking at your energy, like what what's your fuel, and is it good fuel or bad fuel, and how is it going to, um, how is it going to allow your immune system to do its job, and. So we've tweaked a lot of things, um, so that we can keep their immune system strong. Uh, but athletes in particular, we've found that because they're just, if you look internally at them, they have higher red blood cell count, they have higher. So their bodies are a little more, um, in tune to being able to fight things to, to fight viral infections. However, we want to make sure that that the stress levels stay down because the stress, you know, it's not just them. If their wife, if their children, if their mother, anybody gets the, the virus, of course it affects them. So it's keeping everybody kind of um, in a educated, understanding what this virus is, what it does, what happens if you get it, you know? And I think that... And in some aspects too, it's like, I wish the media would calm down on, you know, it, a lot of people have gotten the virus, the coronavirus and haven't died. And, right. you know, so it's kind of like, I, I hate the, the fear mentality that we put into everybody because once we say it's safe to go back out into the world, I think people are gonna be like, well, I'm not too sure if it's safe, you know? And And we need that. We need people to know it's okay. It's okay to, to go outside. It's okay to travel. It's okay to, to go back to life. Um, but we need to have you know, our precautionary measures taken.
0: Yeah, I was reading an article today about, you know, like the marathon runners and wearing a mask. And then so they had a person there say, saying, you know, what type of uh, material you should wear. And really it's more about uh, a social courtesy. If you got within a certain amount of feet, to pull the, the mask off that it, that it's not so much about transmission, uh, okay. so so it's not coming from fear based perspective. But some of these are now like social graces, you uh-huh. know, right. the, the 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 feet marks and the and the Jersey Mike subs that give the person space as a respect, you know, back so you can be and, calm. Right, and and I think too, you know, there's a
1: lot of things that we're gonna find out about. The virus itself and what we did as a community to protect ourselves. Um, but I think, just as anything, you know, sometimes we become the overbearing mother and we say, You're grounded from everything until I can figure out what you can do, right? Um, so I, I think we're in that phase right now and, and we're slowly going to get out of it. Uh, but I'll tell you.
0: I don't like to be the overbearing mother. I want a different role. I'm like, <laughs> it makes everybody miserable and you push everyone away. 100%. <laughs> believe, me. Um, <laughs> believe me.
1: But I think now, though, like I said, I think we're getting to that point where it's like, okay. And even, and I'll tell you, I I, I had uh, two guys last week that were wearing masks to work out. They both fainted. So there's, um, That's a
0: good question. Is there an appropriate mask that that can help with ventilation, or it's
1: you know it's I really think constricting? It's it. I will tell you this. Me personally, it's very hard to breathe in in the mask while you're working out, especially when you're doing you know when when you're training at, at an intense aerobic um, activity level because. You know, guys sometimes have used the, the masks to restrict their, their air to, re- I get all of that. But when we're doing it with guys that, have, that are just for the first time putting a mask on, and we're saying, okay, we can train, but you gotta have these masks on. I, th- I think we all have to look at ourselves and go, well, wait a second, can you do that with a mask on? Because if you can't do it with a mask on, we probably shouldn't have them doing it with a mask on. And so that happened last week, where you know we had a trainer was scratching his head, going, "So I shouldn't have them wear the mask."
0: It's yeah, it's really complicated, right? You would know better than I would from a kinesiology perspective, right? That that like when you go to the gym, both the the, the parasympathetic and the sympathetic are operating at once. So if you don't breathe, you your it. heart your your heart is like very confused. That you can throw the whole body systems off. So respiration,
1: right. And, and, and there's so much to it, right? Because you're exactly right, that you have your parasympathetic and sympathetic systems working together. But when one starts to go, wait a second, I'm sensing fear. I'm sensing that I can't breathe. I'm sensing, uh-oh, I think the lights are turning off on me. Of course, what happens, right?
0: Preservation and,
1: mode. Exactly. So, uh, so I think that it, it's been a challenge in trying to navigate through the whole, uh, the whole new way of life. Um, and I, and I, and quite honestly, I think it's gonna be a challenge for the next year because we're now coming back, you know, NASCAR's coming back, the NHL, and we're, sports are coming back. And I, and you know, the idea is, okay, well maybe we're not gonna have fans um, because it's too close. But what happens when the first player comes down it's with you- a letter, right? Um, so I I think that there's, we're still in the phase of trying to, trying to get clear on what's right, what's wrong, what should we do, how do we do, and, and how do we navigate through this
0: crazy, um, new world. It seems like everyone these days is trying new workout systems. Some people go to the gym, others may run. But I've recently discovered a great in-home method that is absolutely amazing. I'm taking in-jitsu classes online where I'm being trained and pushed in real-time by top MMA fighters straight from the octagon. InJitsu.com provides real-time classes so you can get a top-notch workout from the comfort of your own home. These classes are absolutely going to sell out. So head over to InJitsu.com slash RichardListens to get your first class for free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash Protecting your child's teeth is important in any sport. That's why Impact Dental Designs has put so much thought into their state-of-the-art mouthguards, protecting athletes in youth sports all the way up to advanced MMA fighters and champions. And the best part is you can customize your own design for your own creative and fun mouthguard, so head over to impactdentaldesignscom slash Listens. and if you purchase now, you get a free customized design and twenty percent off your order. Yeah, it's unprecedented. sounds like you've had to become more of like a, a health coach. Um, I mean, give advisory, um, but there is such like you know the destigmatizing of everything right do you not go to panic over every symptom when is it okay to go out and train when is it not i mean things that are so natural for athletes uh from a very young age right and now having to overthink everything uh it can become paralyzing Uh,
1: absolutely and for like for the nfl guys they actually cannot travel commercially so they have to all fly private so now you're adding in a whole nother element of cost and um, fear, quite honestly, because some guys, when they're, when, you know, you say you have to fly private, they're like, oh my God, and their mind only thinks of propeller plane and they're like, down, I'm going to die. I'm like, no, <laughs> but that's their mindset, right? So you have to... The, the, it, it, it has been um, adding a lot of a, a lot more hats to your your job class, right? Um, but I think that you have to you have to listen to their fears and you have to calm them, whether it's an athlete or a, or a four year old, for instance. you know? But everybody has to know that that as long as we practice healthy, safe standards, right, um, and, and healthy practices, we should all be okay, right? We're gonna get sick, it's gonna happen, whether it's the flu, strep throat, the coronavirus, we're, there, there's something that's going to happen, right? Because at some point, our body is going to create a dysfunction and that's where, where any type of ailment will come into play. Um, but I don't know your system and you don't know my system, right? So I don't know why I had cancer three times and you didn't. But in my system, there was some, a cell that mutated that caused that to happen. Now, I'm still here and I'm still going, right? But I had to go through that to get to here. Will I get the coronavirus? I don't know. Will I survive the coronavirus if I get it? Absolutely. Because my mindset is such that it doesn't matter what comes into this body, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I know that my computer system is the most intelligent computer system for me and that it is going to effectively do its job, right? Mm -hmm. Um, my mindset. And so when I'm working with my clients, I always tell them, hey, listen, the moment that there's doubt in your mind that something can happen, understand that it will happen. Because the moment that we put it into our head that there's a possibility, we just energetically opened up that, you know, we turned on that, that, that uh, flame on the, the pan of doubt. And so when you start saying that to the guys, they're like, oh, wait a second. Like, yeah, yes, you must remember that what you think also
0: can play a role. Right, which it right, manifests, right? I mean, I, I know I tell everybody pretty humbly and I see a lot of seniors in assisted livings. The day this whole thing went down, I felt feverish. I thought I must be just imagining all the panic. I went into uh, five days of intense fever. I don't know if it was the coronavirus. I had the definitely the fever and the body aches. And thank God, you know that was really it, and it passed. But the weakness that came out of feeling so vulnerable—first time I went out to walk, I rolled my ankle, and the second day I had lack of coordination, hit the elbow into the fireplace. So I was like wrapped in bubble wrap. So, but it really showed me, like, wow, if I did not have the frame that I have, if I was older, and I was, and you're not aware of how uh, out of balance you feel. Right. Or, right. That, yeah. that just balance, just not having your balance, just being worried about, uh, you know, your equilibrium, um, you know, really to trust that if you need rest and recovery to trust, to, to trust that, but also like when one thing's off, the whole system can follow. <laughs>
1: and remember, you know, the crazy part. And, uh, um, uh, so, so when you have, fear or worry mentally that becomes our driver your your proprioception is off so the whole balance essentially just as what you just said of course it was off because your 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 body was acting out of fear so getting that placement it was like oh i don't know if that's safe oh i don't know if that's safe because our mind is playing its own game
0: right so. Yeah, the, the literally when you're afraid, right? You feel the vision narrows. Uh, you lack you, you lack the. Proof. I had a, a karate sensei used to say to me when I was overcoming it. He keep looking at my face when I would be grimacing. Is, is it pain or discomfort? Yes. Because I it had to take a minute to be like, okay, this is not pain. Calm down. You can put the foot down.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny because when you're working with clients, you'll you'll when you're going to you know strip the tissue or or whatever. Something that you know is going to be uncomfortable, I will always say, listen, this is not going to feel great, um, but there's a difference of feeling pain and feeling pressure, right? And so they're like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> it's like, so this is what pain feels like. This is what pressure feels like. You're going to feel this, but if you if we start getting to the level of, no, that is that is actual pain, then let me know. But I need you to understand in order to fix this, you're gonna feel pressure, right? Because if if you don't give awareness that you're gonna feel something and it's not gonna feel instantly great, when you start treating that, that issue and they feel pressure, pressure equals pain, right? So their brain doesn't know what that difference is, because that's all they're saying. That's all they feel is, no, 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 that's pain. Well, right, hang on a second. Hang on a second. I need to understand, is it pressure or pain, right? Um, so again, it goes back to that, that education, because if you're not educating your client on even pressure and pain, they cannot provide valuable feedback to bring them back to balance, right? Um, so whether, again, whether it's an athlete or a four-year-old, same thing, because a- a- as a child, they need to understand what's pressure, what's pain, right? Or even, you know, uh, so I have, um, I don't have children, but I have uh, nephews and a niece, and I'll always say, okay, so what did I say to you? <laughs> and. It, And I'm not saying, I'm not doing that for them to just repeat what I'm saying. Their perception of what they heard is different than what I spoke, right? So I need to understand. And I say that to my clients all the time. What did I just say to you? And they'll be like, Lex, why do you say that? And I say, I say it because I need to understand where your brain is in this moment. Meaning I need to understand what you just heard. Because you might not have heard anything or you might have heard three words that you now are focusing on right but if i don't know where you're going with the information that i just gave you i don't know how to fi- i don't know how to be be there with you i don't know how to, how to hold your hand
0: and go for that ride or that walk so um so you're competing with a lot of messages right about how they've always you know just push through it or you know pure strength or talent and now you're telling them slow down, listen and to your change, body.
1: Exactly. And change a lot of the things that you've done your whole life, right? So we learn a wrong pattern and we continue until the until something happens, right? Until there's a break. And then that becomes the aha or the life-changing moment of how we do things. But typically, like when I get an athlete there's something wrong, something happened. So then we have to go and we have to change all of these pieces because whether it was, you know, no one corrected their gait pattern of how their, how their actual alignment was. If you don't change that and at 27 years old, you've had already, now you're going into another hormone, um, a hormone surge and your body goes into a breakdown component I have to go, I have to literally go back and we have to baby steps to be able to move forward, right? Because if we excel the process and we skip a step, guess what happens? Same thing, history repeats, right? right? So, so that's why I, I, um, and I, and you know, sometimes people get upset, like, oh, this is taking so long. Well, when you start to explain, listen, that injury didn't happen overnight. Here's how it started. And you show them kind of like, you know, it started in your lat and it moved and it kept moving and it kept pulling this tissue until finally it was your bicep. And then from your bicep, it turned to your wrist. And this is how it happens, right? And then they're like, oh, so it's not just my wrist we can, we have to work?
0: No your wrist That's is the beauty of what you do off. right showing right. the interconnectivity of all right. the muscle groupings yeah so
1: all of so it, it it's um it, it it i feel like the approach that you take is so important too because you never want to be the I, Well, i shouldn't say i will never be the salesperson in the sense that i'm gonna sell you a, a bill of you're going to be great and it's only going to take six weeks. And no, I'm going to be very honest with you. And I'm going to say, listen, this is what's going on. It could be an easy fix or, you know, whatever. But this is how we're, this is the approach that we're going to take. Um, and, and knowing energy and feeling it, you know, instantly whether or not you're going to be able to work with that client because the client can't sign on to what you're, to to your treatment plan it's not worth it
0: and who who did you trust when you were you know when you overcome uh cancer and we're getting into your own health and healing and strength I know it's a big part of pride for you and your work ethic with that how did who inspired you that you they had an energy that you were like I can do this right to go from overcoming illness to like I want to be strong
1: honestly I think I'm think- strong I've had so many. Um, I, I've had I've had multiple people in my life that have shown me the warrior spirit. The the you have it within you to to create your plan, right? And and um, so my grandma, my mom. There's so many people that I can name. Um, but I will tell you that there was, there's a couple people. Um, I've had a few mentors that just forever changed the trajectory of, of where I was and, and where I was going. Um, I always knew that I was gonna get into this type of medicine. Um, and I knew that at a young age because at six years old, I was diagnosed with leukemia. And, and I spent my life, my formative years, being raised in a hospital. So for me, my friends were doctors and nurses and, <laughs> and my story was completely different than playing patty cake, right? So um, I had to grow up rather quickly, but for me, I wouldn't change any of it. And I wouldn't change getting cancer at a young age and I wouldn't change being a guinea pig and I wouldn't change Honestly, I wouldn't change the whole story because that story is me, and uh, without it, I wouldn't. I don't know if I would really understand the level of sacrifice it takes to understand your body, right? Um, and 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 truly, one hundred percent trusting whether whatever you want to call it but that there there's a higher there's a higher source that you can connect into and that you know okay my trust is within like I have a hundred percent trust and faith within me that I'm protected and and that's just how you move and quite honestly um I without that I don't know if you have the ability. I think that there that that's where doubt and worry and that's where all that comes in, right? Because when you feel like you're alone, you're already, you're already in a, a yellow spot, right? So if we look at a traffic light, green, yellow, red, I always want to be in green because green to me is I am we're going, life is great. We're just in that flow. When yellow starts to occur, right? Delayed flight, et cetera. I'm like, uh-oh, what did I miss here? Caution, uh, yeah. <laughs> caution, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, and, and believe me, you know, I mean, sometimes you find the caution, you're like, really, again? How'd that happen? <laughs> um, but, you know, the, the great thing about life is that it's always we're always in the practice and it's always teaching us something. So if we're one with it, I think we're always gonna be great. Um, and, and it's just finding kind of your strength and, and what is gonna fuel you, right?
0: Yeah, um, that's why I'm, I'm giving a presentation next week. I'm calling it Quarantunity. Yeah, I mean, no, everything good. everything that's from, really you know good. you know, health, healing to, having to adapt to telemedicine to what an opportunity, you know, Alexis can't travel. So she can do a podcast. I mean, been yeah, right. like all of a sudden, like every day I'm doing two, three, I'm like, this is great. I've always said, I want to do more. So here, here it is. Look, I, and,
1: uh, this, and it was the coronavirus. It was quarantine that allowed you to have more podcasts. How about that?
0: That's right. And literally if I look at like, you know, where I've been filming them, most of them from have been like the dresser next to my bed. Like, it's like, you know, the same amount of resources I had when I was 12 years old, you know, like which poster can I hang up and and which books can I stack under the lamp, you know, but it's amazing because in this place of radical authenticity, all the people that I meant to connect to and that had kindred spirit, you talk about energy, you know, uh, and, and people are making themselves available. I I read my last text to people who were like, well, maybe I'll be available in May. And now I just text them like, I'm free all the time, you know, so, yeah. what do you want? so part yeah. of me is like a little bit of a little, I'm going through like, right. Part of me is like the restless part of me is like, well, I know everybody needs to get back to life and, and I, and I want people to get back to work and earning and, and I want normalcy in sports. And I can feel it talk about, you know, the kids not being able to go play. I just want to go see him play. Um, on the other hand, part of me is like, Oh, I'm a little bit scared. What might happen if this new sense of purpose which has been given to me from this opportunity uh, would get taken away when we start moving too fast again. Uh, So I think uh, I shared, uh, you know, Gabor Mate had a post about that. We kind of forget when we're complaining about what the challenge of the quarantine, we forget about the stress and how fast we're moving and how much pressure. Most of my clients were related to the stress, pressure, relentless, you know, never ending work schedules that were devoid of passion. So and they were seeking this something I going think, on
1: them I think that the new the new way is going to be a lot of and what I what I envision is it's going to be people coming to understand how to get balanced because this period of time has brought everybody to a quiet place and they've had to deal with their own uh fears and and we whatever whatever is bothering them internally because we don't have target I mean we can still go to target but you can't just walk around the store right so we don't have our our normal um, our normal Distractors. and distractor, exactly that, that's gonna allow us to to turn it all down so right now the noise is high because that's all we have to deal with and I think going forward what's going to happen is people are going to say hey listen i hated quarantine but i liked it because abc how do i now i'm working and i'm back working 80 to 100 hours a week and blah, blah blah. how do i find that balance because i think that a big piece of the what what's missing in the world is balance right we're we're doers we want, we're people pleasers. We want everybody to, to be happy. 80%, 80% of the population, right? We want people to be happy. But what happens is, is that we don't know what our own happiness is. And so we're constantly devoid of our own feel-good response. So I think going forward, you're going to be fine. You're, you're going to be, Helping educate on how to find balance and how to search within. And how because to keep
0: like, that space. Hundred percent. Yeah, if you don't know, as we're talking about, if you don't know how to meditate, you know, take a minute of quiet. Take a minute before you respond to the text. Pick up your phone. Check anything you can delay, even if it's uncomfortable. Right, like you were saying, it's going to be there's going to be a pressure there, but it's not necessarily a bad pressure. It just may be uncomfortable. And so the same principle applies for your emotions, right? Uh, If you're an athlete, you're always busy, you're always the next practice, you're always around people. If you can slow down at all and begin to develop your own thoughts,
1: correct. Even even with my guys, like when they get um, a message, right, something instantly alters their emotional state. And I'll see that response. And in that moment, I'll say, hey, put that phone down for a second. Where are you? Where, what are you feeling? Because instantly, you I saw anger come through, right? But I need to understand, is that, where's that anger coming from, right? And, and I'll just give you an example. In this case, it was this athlete felt like um, he's on a new team, and he felt like, they want me to do all these interviews and it's the same thing questions that they keep asking me why can't I just do one interview for the entire state like what's the problem I said whoa 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 let's take a step back how much time are we talking well it's 20 minutes today let's go through your day today and for 20 minutes is that 20 minutes really going to affect today or is it that you feel like it's another piece being put onto you, and it's a brick, and that brick is now weighing you down, and it feels like you're now suffocating? Well, yeah, right? In that moment, so I said, okay, so let's look at tomorrow. Can you put it on tomorrow's schedule? Well, tomorrow will be a lot easier,
0: okay? Right, just to choose to, to pump the brakes, to, to control your workload, to put to some limits
1: Thoughts too, right because if I, if he were to send that message back immediately, he was sending it from anger from no, I'm not doing it, no, I'm not doing another thing. but then when he took a step back and he was like, Oh, now, best part about it, the interview was only supposed to be twenty minutes. it turned out to be I think it was like forty eight minutes, and it was one like he he loved it. he got off the phone and he was like. I'm so glad I did that
0: interview. Right, because how you show up when you want to be there, you know, when you you choose to be there, whether it be for a job interview, like the person can feel, I just had Alex Molden on and and I know we have to sign off soon, but he's a Nike speaker, former Oregon Duck and uh, San Diego Charger. And he was saying how he came out, you know, he was all pro, all everything from 12 years old and he had no idea who he was when he retired. And he went yep. for his first job interview, and they said, I think you need to go home and figure out who you are. And he shares that story kind of, you know, as a way of saying, like, it doesn't matter how great you are, we're all going to go through these periods of, like you said, yellow lights of having to figure out who we are, and it's for our own benefit. Exactly. Because um, even, you know, Alex Molden is right now waking up and having to go make Clapjacks and eggs, and earn his two hours just to get to work in his office. (laughs) So we were joking. He's dad. He's, uh, you know, he's equipment manager. You know, all the different roles, which you can choose or you can be resentful. What do you mean? I have to carry the bags and the balls for these kids. (laughs) Or I can be like, this is hilarious. I have, uh, you know, kids who want to play four different sports, and I don't even know which one they're going to be good at.
1: (laughs) But who cares? Because I'm still in the moment, and I'm doing it, right? That's right. So I think when you, when you change that, it becomes easier to live life too, right? Because we're, we are all just practicing life. Every day we wake up, we are in our practice of life. Life is going to throw multiple uh, curveballs, whatever you want to call it, your way, right? And you're going to go, oh, okay, mm, okay. But as long as you're able to understand that every day it's a practice, right? And we can screw up and, and we can have good and bad days. And I don't want to say days, good and bad moments, because you can always change the next moment. So I don't want to call it a day. Um, but when we understand that, it makes the practice of life so much easier to 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 be in flow, because you're just, you know that even if I, even if a mistake happens, you know what, then that's, I learned from it, and I can move forward. So, same way. Well,
0: Alexis, out. I feel a real gratitude for you for making time. I only regret it's taken us so long to connect. Uh, I feel like your athletes are getting, uh, you know, physical education as well as a, a mindfulness instructor. Um, uh, so uh, this imparting, uh, please let our guests know how can they, I mean, do you accept clients by referral? Or are you only working for sports organizations or how can people reach you? Should they want to learn more about you and your journey?
1: Yeah. So, um, my Instagram handle is I athletes. Um, it, my email is Alexis that dot com. You, um, can reach me either of those, um, probably the easiest ways. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Always taking, um, referrals clients you know it's oftentimes sometimes people will just reach out and say hey I have a, a kid that is a, in college and you know tweaked this or did that um, or send me a video um, there's always a way to help people and that's my mission
0: well it's a wonderful mission it's an inspiring mission uh, I guess Alexis's website will be developed fully
1: soon? So the website will actually be live on Monday. Oh, um, awesome. Yeah, we were just doing a couple tweaks to it. We're, we're adding um, a lecturing piece, which is going to be, of course, fun. Um, so yeah, so there's a lot of new things that are coming. Um, so it's the following Monday. So mm-hmm. next week, Monday, it's going to be set up.
0: Nice. Yes, well, learn about Alexis. I want to learn more about your work with the uh, Biggest Loser Academy, but we'll have save yeah. that for another day. Um, it's a true honor and I hope you're caring for yourself and, and yours in this time and, and staying safe. Thank uh,
1: good luck. And when I'm in LA, Max, I can't wait to come and see you.
0: That was Alexis Luzak joining us live, incredible inspiration story. Please read more on her website, which will be up on May 11th on her journey to help athletes understand more about their bodies Learn how to slow down, and learn how to approach their playing careers and their lives in a different manner. Uh, I'm Richard Listens, and you're looking at my quarantine-induced beard. Hope I'm not scaring too many of you away. Hope you're enjoying May 4th for all you Star Wars fanatics. Uh, we hope to keep bringing you amazing content. Please go to patreoncom Listens, Check out advanced content and reach out to us through our Instagram. I'm Richard Listens. Thank you for tuning in. And I'm out. I'm a big fan of MMA sports. It's rough and elegant at the same time. I think my number one fear of stepping into a ring like that would be protecting my teeth. Luckily, the guys over at Impact Dental Designs have created an amazing mouthguard that is state of the art. These mouthguards are currently being used by some of the best MMA fighters, but even better, they can be tailored to any sport. Football, hockey, boxing, soccer, the list is endless. Head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash RichardListens to get 20% off your order and a free customized design for your mouth guard. Lastly, I'd like to proudly mention our sponsor InJitsu.com providing remote at home training from some of the world's top MMA fighters. These classes are not pre-recorded. These trainers come to you live and coach you for the duration of the session. I've personally taken a few of these classes and I've never felt so inspired and accomplished in a workout session. They'll leave you both on the floor in exhaustion and with a drenched shirt. There are still slots available for online classes, so head over to Injitsu.com slash RichardListens to get your first class free. That's injits ucom com Take care, everyone.